Talk of Muncie, WMUN. All kinds of people. Hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana, in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host, Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Top of the morning. I hope everybody's off to a good start this week. It's all kinds of people on WMUN, the talk of Muncie, and I'm actually delighted to have Laura Williamson, the Executive Artistic Director of the Muncie Civic Theater, with us in the studios. Laura, thanks for bringing that cup of coffee down <laughs> to have a little chat with us. I am so happy to be here and really honored to be asked. No, 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 no honor. Thank you. Got such a great background and you're the one that makes it all happen downtown at the Civic Theater. And so I want to back up a little bit and kind of get a little handle on you back in high school. Okay. Back in your college days, uh-huh, was uh-huh. theater just something that happened around the house when you were four or five years old? <laughs> were you doing this and singing songs? And oh, yes, yes, yes. Very much so. I, you know, I, I don't ever remember, honestly, um, any type of uh, play as a, as a kid uh, with neighbors um, playing dress up, playing stories, you know, making up stories, uh, processing. As I've thought about it more as an adult, I was really processing uh, the world, my world, you know, through um, acting things out. It just came, it was the easiest thing to do. Um, you I have was, recollections of this at oh, a very absolutely. early age. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I was always drawn to playing, like, you know, like, like I'll, I'm like, okay, I'll do that. You know, I'll play the bad guy. I'll play the, you know, um, the... The less I was never interested in the in the easy like you know in the story somebody's got to be you know like the mean mom or the like or the yeah. <laughs> or the or the bad teacher or the you know like I was like, all right I'll do it you know because <laughs> even then I was drawn to the fact that there was more opportunity it was more fun and somebody had to do it. <laughs> so when there was an opening you were there absolutely period. yeah and I was probably like organizing it too so it was helpful <laughs> sure sure okay and. Obviously, you pursued it in high school. I did, yes. Um, and I, I had a really um, fantastic high school uh, theater experience. And I think that's one of the reasons that uh, youth theater education is so important to me. Because as, 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 a, as teenagers, you know, we are developing our, the ideas that we will be um, choosing for our futures. And so to have someone when I was 14, 15, 16, 17 years old that was truly an actor and a very, very skilled director, really taught a craft. Um, he, he was, um, and this is um, in Ohio, um, and he's no, no longer living, um, but he was an um, actor that ended up teaching English. Okay. So as opposed to sometimes, you know, someone in a, in a school gets you know, someone's got to direct the plays, somebody's got to, right? And But this was a man who was living out his dreams. As an adult, I see that now, you know, his his passion, his craft, um, his through us. And 
gave us just so many gifts. And so many people from my high school went on to do, you know, a lot, a lot of things um, in the arts. And, and we, I think that it's because that education happened so young. I went to college, and I and it, it didn't it hit me actually pretty early in college that so many people my same age just did not have this kind of training, you know, and, and it wasn't something I paid for. I guess that's the thing, you know. You think about college and you you you're paying for this education, but in high school it's you know you're just there. And and I it was kind of like an embarrassment of riches that I realized that I had only after I had it. Um, but it, it definitely has made me very passionate about. Uh, the role that theater can play in the life of children. I think it's interesting you mention that teacher mm -hmm. because oftentimes it's a teacher mm -hmm. that gets asked to, as a side duty, yes, oversee yes. a play, yes. but they're not really theatrical. Right. Yeah. And in many schools nowadays, those kinds of activities are being put to the side. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for you to mention the fact that this person was truly an actor yeah. and that program offered that. Right really opens a lot of doors for people with a variety of talents and skills. Absolutely. Yeah, that becomes pretty important. It was, and it's something that stayed with me um, my whole life. You know, I, I just had a, a sense of um, not only just the, the basics of acting and, and theater, but also what was, what was expected of, of me in terms of just what I'm bringing to the table emotionally. I mean, really deeper, deeper issues than a lot of high school teachers. You brought your multiple characters to yeah. the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very lucky. I love it. Yeah. So at the University of Michigan Flint, mm -hmm. were you involved in acting? I was, yes. So I finished, um, yeah, I got my degree in, in acting and performing. Okay. And and that was wonderful. Um, I met my husband actually at a community theater, so it's it's ironic that uh, we we graduated together. But he was pre med, and so I, we would never have met um, in college because I was doing theater and he was you know not doing theater, he was doing science. Right, but right. but he had done theater in high school, <clears throat> and we met at a community theater. And the first thing we said Were to you each other, you both playing a part. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ah. It was a <laughs> Yeah, it was the argument scene um in Fiddler on the Roof <laughs> between <laughs> Pritchick and Hoddle. So your and relationship started off with an argument. It did. It yes. did. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And then you went on to get your master's degree and I mm -hmm. I need to know more about this. Mm -hmm. Drama therapy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna go to graduate school. Sure to learn about therapy, but I'm going to learn about it through drama. Yeah, it's, it is. At the is, University of Kansas? Mm -hmm, yes, okay. Mm -hmm. So that's something I did in the last, um, in the last 10 years. So that's more recent. So um, I didn't know about drama therapy right after undergrad. And um, I, I, and it was around, D drama therapy's been around since the mm -hmm. 80s, but but it's a, it's the newest of the creative arts therapies. So okay. you know, we're familiar with music therapy and and dance therapy, art therapy, um, but drama therapy is using a theatrical process for talking about deeper issues. So, especially with marginalized populations of um, addicts or um, kids, you know, on the spectrum, or you know, adults on the spectrum, um, inner city youth that are that are at risk for for different things. Um, drama therapy is using a like a rehearsal for life type okay. thing. So um, 
scripting, you know, as far as um, daily habits. And um, there's a there's an interesting story about um, like in a rehab situation for an addict. So they're in a safe bubble, and they're and they're imagining. Um, are talking about with their therapist what it will be like to go back, to go back home, to be in the same situations where um, the people that they, you know, were using with or were, were buying or selling or w- whatever those habitual situations were. So, so a reenactment? Yes, exactly. Uh, so sorts. Exactly. So what we would say, putting it in the body, like talking it out and, and standing up and doing it and rehearsing so that you're not in the when you are in the situation you you've got something to fall back on not just a hypothetical so rather than just telling the story right. about my history yes. i'm acting it out yes to right. really bring the emotions and everything into right. play right totally mm-hmm. and so it's different than talk therapy in that um and it's usually used in a group situation i think that's important to say as well it's a, it's it's possible and people have done um or do have uh, one-on-one sessions, but okay. it's more in group sessions because then within the group, somebody can take on the role of a parent or a grandparent or stepping into a story, uh, something from the past. And and then there's the idea in drama therapy of <clears throat> witness. So then if, if we say we're, we're doing something from my life, um, I script it, I cast it from the people in the room, and then I get to stand back and watch it. So then I'm mm. the witness to my own story. Okay. And, you know, it can change things. And it's, anyway, it is, it's a different kind of therapy for sure. But. I'm quite fascinated by this drama mm-hmm. therapy. So mm-hmm. I'm going to come back sure. after this little break and pursue this a little bit more. Sure. Thank you. Okay. We're talking with Laura Williamson, who's the executive artistic director for the Muncie Civic Theater. Um, a very unique opportunity in a city like Muncie to get some interesting theatrical mm. um, views um, with a lot of local folks getting yes. a chance to be on stage. So mm. we'll be back with all kinds of people and Laura Williamson right after this break. Stay tuned. WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to All Kinds of People on WMUN, the talk of Muncie. And um, I'm having a delightful chat with Laura Williamson, who is the Executive Artistic Director of the Muncie Civic Theater. Laura, let's let's delve into the Muncie Civic Theater. Sure. What, what are some of the challenges that you face in a town that's not millions of people. Sure, it's not millions. <laughs> um, staging ongoing performances, mm-hmm. marketing those performances, sure. making sure right. the letters are up on the billboard. Making... Yes, right, right. Well, there, I've, there's a team of us, that, so it is not, it is not all me. Um, but choosing the shows, choosing the shows that we are hopeful that the community will want to see, that will represent, inspire, um, you know, entertain, is that sometimes a gut level call in terms of what shows you select? Um, I mean, a little bit. It's also what's popular. Um, you know, we've had the experience of, of shows that um, we know are good or funny. They sell in other places that you know are not 
that don't go over really well. Sometimes we're surprised. Um, if it's ever been a movie, we, we definitely on, on our main stage, if, if we we see that the community has heard of the name. There's name recognition. It usually does, it usually does pretty well. Okay. Um, so in our studio theater, our black box space, um, that's the space that we reserve for um, things that it, our, we don't set our budgets, put it that way, on if it sells or if it doesn't sell. So we can, we can have a little more freedom to experiment and try new plays. And, you know, we, and we have a, a group of people in the community that enjoy that type of, you know, it's a little more avant-garde. Sure. And any tie-ins to Ball State? Um, we do. We have uh, directors that come over and students that come over. And yes, absolutely. I mean, Ball State's such a, a large and important part of our community. It's definitely very well represented, you know, at the theater. Yeah. What do you think are some of your challenges moving forward as you start laying out season after season mm -hmm. and... Mm -hmm. um, Encouraging people to attend, obviously. Sure. It's definitely, well, our mission is to be the theater for the whole community. So, so when, we, when we changed that mission um, around 2012, every year holding that up in front of us as, you know, how is the community changing? Um, how, do we, how do we represent, how do we inspire? What is the role of a theater? Um, I've, I've noticed that um, I don't, I'm not... I don't attend every single performance of every show, but I am there a lot. I'm um, sure you are. Thank you. <laughs> and and I do enjoy watching, standing in the back, and then watching the audiences as they're leaving. You know, wishing them well, um, saying goodbye, and I look at their faces. And I notice that the shows that are either extremely—I call it when we push people over the edge—like <laughs> they're either really, really sad, or really funny. You know that extreme. The two extremes. Mm -hmm. When we achieve that, um, so 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 f the, you can't achieve it. So first, if we don't have a show that has that potential. Sure. So what are those shows that are? And they're not. You know, not every show is. You know, you have to have the bones of it. It has to be pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, to know, and then you know if we can if we can execute it well, um, knowing do we have the talent? I mean, there are some shows that are so specific in, in what kind of demographic we need the actor to be. You know, what what um, race or age or you know things that are really important to to the role. And if we have representation of that in Muncie to do that authentically, you know that's important that we that we would choose shows that are within our capability of doing. But um, back to that that idea, when I see people leaving a show after they've experienced, you know, that uh, that's that old idea of catharsis, you know, basically. they've Little nonverbal yeah, reactions going out. They've laughed, they've cried, you know, um, one or both. There's just such a freedom in their faces, you know, and they're, they, they, um, they leave feeling grateful for the experience. I mean, you know, that um, what goes back to the Greeks, right? Aristotle, what catharsis, like, sure, if we sure. can have that. Um, it really is something that is lovely. It's a, it's a, I see it as um, something that we do that I, I how do I say this? Um, it's more than just entertainment. It's more than just um, a couple of hours, you know. But it is a it is a release of the stress of life that you, we take a break. And now when I know when they walk out of that building, they're going to step back into, you know, their routines, their lives. But maybe just that little moment, that breath, that that experience can give them a different perspective. 
Yeah, they left with at least an hour and a half to two hours of good entertainment. They got some deep inner thoughts going. Right. And forgetting about the outside challenges mm-hmm. that maybe are playing havoc with them once in a sure. while. Sure, so. can give a new perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think the future holds as you start doing some planning down the road? Well, we've got such a great team. We talk about these things a lot. Um, so a, a new program that we just started recently is called Page to Stage. Okay. We are going into, we've been, we've been at Southview Elementary, and we've been uh, doing a reader's theater program. Mm. So we've understood that kids that have, you know, the pandemic and has really affected reading scores. And we believe so strongly in youth education. And we would love to get kids, especially from the South Side, um, for where sometimes the opportunities are not as easily presented to them or are obvious as how they can get involved. And we can only make those relationships and those inroads if we go there and we we experience what they're experiencing. And so to take a reader's theater program in there is something that we would like to expand upon. We, we, it, we had a lot of success with it. And we're videotaping it. So oh, even better. So we're not um, we're not putting ourselves under the uh, the confines of sound and lights, and and we are doing costumes because the costumes are pretty magical for the kids. Which the kids love, of Absolutely. course. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Right, and then you know, but they're reading, and that's that's kind of the main thing. You know, that's so we're and so we spend a week. Um, we bring in our team and we sit with the kids in small groups, just reading the play, um, talking about expression, talking about you know dramatic and enactment and um, emotion and all that stuff, and then we fit them for their costumes. And and then we videotape them reading it, and then we get then we had them to the theater, and they watch themselves, you know, be the stars of the show, on the on the big movie screen, which was really fun. That's a very interesting idea, to say the least, because I gotta believe so many of these young kids have stories going through their minds all the time mm-hmm. if they read anything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yet to be able to put a costume on them sure. Sure. and bring it to life, right. Right. And then see themselves on the digital screen, mm-hmm. which they live by. Right, right. Has right. to be a way to enthuse and maybe prep them for a little career path. Well, and it starts that relationship. So then, then we can invite them to see shows. So, so several of them, uh, many in fact, came to see School of Rock. Okay. Um, and we arranged for tickets for for their families, and then we can encourage them to join our summer camps. So it's 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 definitely. Reading, 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 but we also are looking for those relationships that we can build. Talk just a little bit about summer camp, by mm-hmm. the way. So um, we are. We I are love doing, the smile on your face. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> um, we're doing a large renovation, and so our our main stage theater will be closed until the fall. Okay. But we will be doing summer camps, and we will be doing Finding Nemo Jr. at Emmons Auditorium ah. in August. So all of our camps, I mean, there are some improv camps and some, some camps for, for um, week-long camps that will end in performances. But we're really encouraging kids to come and be a part of Finding Nemo Jr. And being a part of the camp <sighs> can then, Nemo. I know, it's wonderful. <laughs> the music's so good. They can be in the performance. And we really want this to be a celebration of our of our youth program. Yeah, that's super. And your husband and two sons, four dogs and four cats. 
Yes, yes. So my husband, Michael, um, is an oncologist. Okay. And he works at Reed Hospital in um, Richmond. Um, and my son, Philip, is, uh, he's a soft, just finished his sophomore year at, at Indiana University Cello Performance. Okay. And then daughter uh, is Jing Jing, and she is just about to go into high school at Yorktown. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Laura Williamson, the Executive Artistic Director of the Muncie Civic Theater. Make sure you check out the website for upcoming programs. Thank you. <laughs> a little promotion there. And, uh, Laura, thanks so much. For Thank you so much. I had a wonderful time. Thanks for going at the Civic Theater. And hopefully you'll all be back next Monday to tune in to all kinds of people and learn a little bit more about some of the people in Muncie that are making things happen. I'm Dr. Joe saying you all have a good week, and thanks for tuning in to all kinds of people.